said Meres. You should remember that at least. The hand at his waist tightened. Over to the wall, please. Let Vic have a look at you. Callan leaned forward, arms flat on the wall, and Vic searched him. A painstaking business, with no regard at all for any embarrassment the subject might have had. He's clean, said Vic. Splendid, said Meres. Let's go and call on Charlie. The corridor again, and more boy smell. And again, Callan walked ahead and an expert followed. Callan reached the door marked Secretary, opened it, went inside. She hadn't changed either. Sometimes Callan thought that nothing could change her. She sat at her desk and was neat and impersonal and efficient and beautiful. An English rose, the dew on it frozen to a diamond hardness. Hunter treated her as if she was sixty and covered in warts. It was the only way to live with her. You're to go in, she said. Not even how are you? Not even hello? The two men moved forward. Alone, she said. Callan turned quickly. Meres was scowling. Mr. Meres is to wait at the target range, she said. Callan went through the door marked Headmaster. It was as it had always been. The battered mahogany desk, prized possession of an Edwardian autocrat, with a Bible in one hand and a cane in the other. The overstuffed swivel chair. The bank of TV screens that ceaselessly monitored every approach to the building, every room and corridor inside it. Hello, Hunter, said Callan. The man at the desk hadn't changed either. The suit was old and well-pressed, the shirt gleaming clean, the tie discreet and tightly knotted, the hands, spotless as a surgeon's, comfortably relaxed. And the face, too, was the same. Callan had once had nightmares about that face for fifteen consecutive nights, and the most frightening thing about it was that it never altered. It was an establishment face, long-nosed, thin-mouthed. The chin was square, but not unduly aggressive. The eyes a clear grey, the hair thinning now, but ruthlessly cut, at trumpers every other week. The body enviably slim, though Hunter hated exercise, a man whose predominant characteristics would be intelligence and patience probably a planner, somewhere in the top echelons of the civil service, a decision-taker, good family background, public school and all that, Oxford too, something of a scholar, three thousand a year, and the chance of a knighthood when he retired. Hunter was all of that. He was, besides, a man who arranged executions. That was what his section was for, the elimination of undesirables. For seven years, Callan worked for him before the nightmares started. You're looking well, Hunter said. Sleeping better? Every night.
Still drinking? At the boozer, said Callan. I don't keep the stuff at home. Can't afford to. Ah, yes. The job. How is the job? Boring, I gather. How do you gather that? Callan asked. I asked, Hunter said. And that employee of yours, a bore, I believe. A bastard, said Callan. You picked him. Hunter looked pained. After all, there isn't much demand for chaps like you once you leave me, he said. I do my best, of course, but your talents are so specialised. What can you do, after all? Use a gun? Use your fists? Open locks? Legally, you're unskilled, Callan. Callan said, I've done better.